Welcome to Piedmont Arts, made possible by Quo Vadis and Ortho Carolina. I'm Rachel Stewart. In 1951, 70 years ago, a group of Charlotte singers founded the Oratorio Singers of Charlotte. Their purpose was to perform great choral masterpieces. Today, that organization is known as Charlotte Master Chorale, but it has been in existence this entire time, and regardless of name, it's been an important cultural institution for the Charlotte region for decades. Today, my guest is Dr. Kenny Potter, who is the Charlotte Master Chorale's artistic director, and we thought it would be nice to talk about uh, this milestone year for the organization. So, Kenny, thank you for being here. Glad to be here, Rachel. I don't know how long you've had this mission, but I thought it would be worth just reading what your mission is and and starting with that. Your mission is uh, to inspire unity in our community through extraordinary performances of diverse music. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how the organization came, you know, came up with that mission or decided to, to make that the mission and what it means to you? Yes, absolutely. When In 2018, when we became an independent organization, and for uh, everyone, uh, you know, this organization has been around for 70 years. In 1993, it merged with the Charlotte Symphony, and it functioned underneath, uh, under the umbrella of the Charlotte Symphony up until 2018. And then in 2018, um, we became an independent organization again. And uh, what uh, the one of the benefits? You know, uh, there's certainly challenges because there's there's overhead and there's uh, you know uh, financial obligations. Uh, but one of the benefits is uh, in programming, and we will always uh, uh, we're always going to be committed to presenting masterworks uh, um, and classics um, and collaborating uh, with the Charlotte Symphony. Uh, But what we also uh, um, are interested in doing is is exploring uh, other repertoire. Um, And uh, and we see an opportunity to reach out to the community and to bring different uh, diverse populations together uh, to uh, uh, enjoy music, to explore music, to grow through music. And so that's where we came up with this mission to inspire unity in our community through extraordinary performances of diverse music. Um, And and I know that the Charlotte Symphony as well is doing their best, uh, but you know, when you look at classical organizations, um, uh, a large part of the repertoire is still written by dead white men, and that is is changing. Uh, but our ability to have more say so in our programming and pro- and program our own repertoire uh, um, that allows us to uh, go a little deeper. Yeah, and we'll talk about your season in just a moment because it. It is very diverse um, and represents the classics that everybody, you know, knows and loves, um, and some some new works. But do you think that a choral music organization um, or choral music itself can play a unique role in bringing people together? 
Absolutely, I do. Uh, there was a study by Chorus America, and this was pre-COVID, of course, um, but the study uh, showed that uh, in most communities, at least 10% of the population uh, has experience singing in a choir, uh, either active or past. And so uh, that's, that's you know, in Mecklenburg County, if you use that number, that means 100,000 people in Mecklenburg County, roughly, uh, have are either participating in a choir or have participated in a choir. Uh, and so I, I think the short answer is yes, absolutely. So really, uh, more than other types of musical organizations, it's easier for more people to, to participate in music this way. Yes, absolutely. And and then to reach out. I mean, obviously, um, we're not going to have sing-alongs <laughs> where everybody's singing. Um, uh, but, but uh, you know, people who have been in a choir, they are more likely to come to a choral concert. I think it's also worth pointing out that um, you are, you know, partnered with the Charlotte Symphony, which is a professional music organization. But I guess almost all of the singers in Charlotte Master Chorale are volunteers. They're highly trained, but they're, are, are they paid at all? Um, that's a great question. They are not. Um, it, is it is volunteer. Um, and I cannot say enough. I, I'm in awe um, uh, basically every Tuesday and this weekend, like last night was a dress rehearsal for Messiah uh, with the Charlotte Symphony. And, you know, I was just looking at the choir and there are so many professional musicians uh, who voluntarily sing in this choir. And many of them are chorus teachers, high school chorus teachers or middle school chorus teachers or, or choral directors at churches. Um, and they, they, they love uh, making music and making music together. And yes, they do it uh, uh, out of the love of their hearts. Let's talk a little bit about this season uh, for your 70th anniversary. You obviously have the performance of Messiah, which actually may be passed by the time a lot of people hear this interview. Sure. Um, you've got your own Christmas concerts coming up uh, December 10th and 11th. Um, so I don't know if you want to say a, a quick word about those, but then you've got some really, I think, interesting programming coming up after that, getting into some of this, you know, diverse repertoire that you talked about earlier. But uh, do you want to say something about what people can expect on the Christmas concert that's coming up? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christmas with the Charlotte Master Chorale. Uh, we started it last year um, during COVID, uh, and it was Christmas with the Charlotte Master Chorale, a quarantine Christmas, and it was <laughs> at all virtually. Um, and so this year we get to be live and we're super excited. Uh, it will be Friday night in Gastonia at First Baptist Church and Saturday night um, in Charlotte at First United Methodist Church, both at 730. Uh, tickets are available and they are available at the door. Um, and the program, what they should expect is uh, a lot of classics that are well-performed, well-crafted, uh, but also some seasonal pieces uh, that, again, explore diversity. Uh, uh, for example, we have African-American spiritual uh, called Glory Hallelujah to the Newborn King, um, uh, we also feature uh, a, a piece that's in a Swahili text uh, called Betelehemu, 
um, and uh, among others. Uh, we also feature several local composers, uh, our own um, uh, assistant conductor and pianist, Phil Biedenbender um, has written several pieces, uh, one of which was featured on St. Olaf Christmas Festival a few years ago. Uh, and Nini Mien, uh, a local uh, middle school chorus teacher, who's also a graduate of Wingate University, will be featured as well. In February and in June, you guys have a concert called Considering Matthew Shepard, um, which I believe the composer of that work is, is it Craig Hella Johnson? Am I right about that? That's correct. Craig Hella Johnson. Can you talk a little bit about this piece? This is, well, an unusual piece and, and I would say a, a very poignant piece. And it stems from an event that happened some years ago in our country. Can you explain what it's about? No, absolutely. So in, in February, the second weekend of February, um, we will present Considering Matthew Shepard uh, by Craig Hella Johnson, like you said. And uh, this work is, is structured um, uh, not unlike uh, St. John Passion uh, or St. Matthew Passion. It, it, it is a passion. Um, and it traces the events that led to the death of Matthew Shepard, uh, which was one of the first hate crimes that received social media attention. Uh, so certainly national attention, but even world attention. Um, and it opened up many people's eyes uh, to, uh, to the, the divisiveness that's in America. And, um, uh, and this was uh, over a man who happened to be gay uh, and his life was taken uh, essentially because of that. And so this music explores the emotions uh, that that go along with it, and uh, while everybody might who's listening might think, "Wow, that, what a depressing piece!" Uh, yes, it's emotional, uh, but there is a it ends with a sense of hope um, that we, if we work uh, all together, and I'm I'm not trying to sound corny, but it's it's the truth. If if we all look past our differences, uh, we will see much more beauty in um, in, in the people around us. And what so made, that will be, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say what made you decide uh, to do this work this year? Well, it's, uh, we actually presented it a few years ago and, um, and it was, it, it was successful. And so we wanted to bring it back. We've actually been trying to bring it back, but due to COVID, we obviously haven't. Um, uh, but we are actually taking it to Asheville and we're going to perform it at Diana Wortham Theater on Saturday, February 12th. And then we're performing it um, at Covenant Presbyterian on, on Sunday afternoon, February 13th. And it's a beautiful work. And what's exciting is it involves visuals. Um, um, and we are collaborating uh, with Conspirare out of Austin, Texas, uh, who's providing the visuals or who's helping uh, with that. And we have contracted one of the singers, Sarah Brower, uh, to lead the artistic direction. Uh, of, of the visual components of it. Um, it's a unique concert. It's certainly not, not one if you're used to going to choral concerts and it's tuxes and dresses and they come up and they sing with folders in the, in the hands. This one's different. Um, and I think that people will come away um, extremely moved and we hope hopefully changed. 
And I, we should probably point out that Conspirare um, is the choral organization ensemble that's led by Craig Hella Johnson, the composer. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Those, those are going to be, I think, really powerful concerts. And I also noticed that on April 30th, you've got a concert you're calling your Unity Concert. Again, mm -hmm. seems in keeping with your mission. And can you tell us a little bit about that one? Of course. Uh, so this will be our third uh, Unity concert. Um, the first two, uh, we collaborated with Charlotte Contemporary Ensemble. Uh, the first one was uh, um, African-American Spirituals. Uh, the second one, this last year, after such a challenging 2020, um, politically um, and socially throughout the country, uh, we wanted to to do music that focused on community. And so that's what we did for the second one. The third one, um, we're going to feature a work that touches so many people in our community, uh, and that's Alzheimer's. There's a choral work called Alzheimer's Stories, and it's an incredibly powerful work that uh, anyone who has had a relative, loved one, or friend that's gone through memory loss uh, they're going to be able to really connect with this piece. And we're, we're really looking forward to presenting that. And going back to Phil Biedenbender, um, he will is also writing a piece uh, for this program uh, that will celebrate our 70th season. Uh, and so that will be our unity concert. And if, and if I can just uh, also jump in, Considering Matthew Shepard, we will present again in June, uh, in early June. We're we're going to we're submitting for uh, Spoleto Festival or for P Piccolo Spoleto in Charleston, and um, uh, we'll find out if we're going to be invited or not. But regardless, we will we will perform it in Charlotte in early June as well. Okay, yeah. Well, good luck with the with getting it into Spoleto. That be nice actually that they're going to have their festival again. <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> yeah. these concerts just sound really um, interesting and so much variety. And I want to thank you for taking a few minutes of your day, which I know is very busy, to talk to us about this this season and its importance. Um, and best of luck to to y'all. Oh, no, thank you, Rachel. And, and if I could, I'd like to add one more program that that is a Charlotte Master Chorale program, in sure. addition to what we're doing with the symphony. Uh, and that is Singing the Brews. Um, oh. And that is <laughs> in two weeks. Um, uh, if you are uh, uh, so inclined, we will be uh, at local breweries uh, in Charlotte uh, doing some sing-alongs uh, with, with seasonal music uh, and would love for folks to come. Uh, no cost uh, unless you want to buy a beer. It's just coming to have fun and again, uh, trying to uh, bring our community together. That sounds like a lot of fun. What a great idea. Thanks. Thanks. And, and you can find out locations on the website. That's right. And the website is, I believe, charlottemastercorral.org. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Well, Kenny, thank you again for your time and for talking to us about, about Charlotte Master Corral's 70th season. And I am Rachel Stewart. You have been listening to a conversation with Dr. Kenny Potter, Artistic Director with Charlotte Master Chorale. This is Piedmont Arts, which is made possible by Quo Vadis and Ortho Carolina.